What's up everyone? This is Buzzin' with Marlo. This is Warren Marlo. I just hope everyone's having a good day. It is Monday. So, weekend has been a little nasty, wet outside, but I mean, at least Saturday was a little decent. Um, if y'all watched my last episode, if y'all listened to my last episode, it was with former Jacksonville Jaguar cheerleader Kariana Haynes, my very good friend. It was great just to talk to her, just talk about just what obstacles she has overcome. Uh, obviously, there are some talks that I did not know of. I did not know Kariana came from a huge dancing background. I did know that she started a dance group in high school, and it just elevated up to something else. And um, She realized that a lot of people were not having the same passion as she was. I honestly believe Kariana Haynes could have been a cheerleader for sure in Uly High School, but she didn't do that after she graduated high school, clearly. She went and took the next step and tried to go and be a semi-pro cheerleader. That didn't pan out. Got cut first round. Her confidence was started hurting, but she just kept going. She kept she just kept driving, kept thriving to make sure she, Noah was never going to be an answer for her. And no no offense, guys, the title I put for that episode it could not have been any better. Kariana messaged me after it when I made the title and everything. She was just blown away at what the title meant for her. And she said it speaks so much volumes just through everything that she's been in life. Obviously, being a Jacksonville Jaguar cheerleader was one of the best lifestyles that she ever got to have. She's got That's one of the most cherished moments that she has ever had in her life. And if you haven't checked that up, I, I, I recommend it. I, I honestly... Hope people go back and go and listen to that one because Kariana, just in a person, is just such a sweet, positive person. Literally nothing but good things to say about this girl. I've never, never even seen this girl really mad. Uh, I do know Kariana is not a good person at losing, so clearly that's probably why her flag football team came out and beat my team. But it was, it was a good game, and Kariana is just always a fair sport and like. I, I get blown away just how athletic Kariana could be at things. Like, obviously, I've never really seen her play football, but the girl went out there and she she would trample over the girls that I had on my team. So, kudos to her on that. Maybe in the in the future, I get my rematch against her and that squad when I get my real team out there. But we'll see. But this episode, I'm very, very, very happy to talk about. This episode, y'all have heard me babble about being a professional wrestler numerous occasions, numerous times. Today, I have promised y'all that I was going to have some of my boys that I have shared the squared circle with in the past of my six years of wrestling, that I was going to have some of my friends, some of my brothers that I have sat here and just bled, sweat, and teared put so much heart and dedication into being that red white and blue character that everyone loved in American Prodigy today my guest today is the very first wrestling superstar that's right guys it is Spinebuster Zone CCW Zone and more importantly just a very well well trained wrestler Proc the Croc Johnson that is right the man that got shown on AEW, the man that has literally took over in the independent circuit. Proc has only been in this business for three years and has overcame so many obstacles. 
we're going to talk to him about the time and we're going to talk about during the day of what expired when he got to have that shot to be a special in the AEW promo for Lance Archer. That's right, Proc the Croc Johnson, along with Jay Too Strong, along with Hold My Beer Hanson, along with Johnny Maverick and Mike Sutton, got to have a chance to go and be on AEW TV. And like I said, we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about just the career and the experiences that Proc the Croc Johnson has lived in his three years of professional wrestling. Obviously, Proc has only been wrestling for three years, but that man, in my eyes, is considered a very well-trained guy. I have actually done, I've done a couple of matches with Proc, but one of my most cherished ones once was when we did a six-man tag match with me, him, and Jay Too Strong against Johnny Romano, against Spider, and against, I think it was Toxic, and Shooter McGee, and obviously, I had... Oh, I think we had Logan Steele as our tag team partner as well. But a very great match. Uh, it was my first time to work a good portion of guys. But it was literally one of the funnest matches I've had. Proc the Croc Johnson, obviously now they have not been doing any shows. Obviously he has not been able to be in the ring constantly. But just because lifestyle got changed. Lifestyle got literally put on a halt button on a pause button and we're still waiting for them to click play proc the croc johnson lives in georgia uh mainly i think if i remember he used to live in valdosta but i do think he actually moved a little bit but proc is now just trying to maintain the quarantine life we will talk about what he has been doing outside of the ring since basically the world was put on a pause today I'm just very happy to talk to Proc. It is going to be time and what I used to, and I'm going to love the fact that I can use all the wrestling slang in the world today and everyone understand what I'm saying. Because tonight, today is the day that me and Proc the Croc Johnson are going to shoot the breeze. Y'all will actually hear some of my reasons of why AP is probably not coming back in the ring. Uh, you will also hear the reasons why AP is basically done retired sometimes it's sad but i mean it's for the best and literally just i'm thankful and praiseful just for all just these guys in the independent circuit like really they're one of the main reasons why i started this podcast is just because when we're, when they're re- when we're wrestling people know us but when we're not obviously the exposure is gone obviously the publicity is gone obviously the pictures are not getting uploaded more because we're just all at home doing what exactly what everyone else is doing trying to be clean trying to be safe and just hoping that this can get over with as fast as possible but today i'm very proud to talk to my brother proc the croc johnson so when we come back we will talk to proc the croc johnson What's up, everyone? If you were wondering how I've done this podcast, it's based off the Anchor. All you have to do is unload the Anchor app. And even better, guys, it's free. You could also possibly be getting paid to do this. I mean, all you got to do is just download the app. Speak your mind. If you ever dreamed of making a podcast or just anything, let your voice be heard. You can also be known on Spotify, 
Apple, or anything download. Just go on the Anchor app. All right. I'm here with Park Bronson. It's finally working, bro. I'm sorry. You good? I can hear you now. Yeah, it, the funny thing is, dude, believe it or not, it would say that it's done responding, like it was done recording, and it would constantly show that you were saying, can you hear me? And I couldn't hear nothing. It didn't even sign me in to say, hey, you're in. Because usually when I send the connection, it was, it'll have like a little ding-ding noise just to let me know, hey, it's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Just shacked up in the quarantine house, just doing what I can to entertain myself and get by for now. Yeah, I know it's starting to start coming back a little bit, but you know exactly when a date that you'll be able to start performing again? Well, they talked about one being in uh, August, and some are talking about July, but there's no telling really with – you know, Governor Kemp and all the reg, you know, regulations and restrictions going on right now. So it's just real up in the air right now. I see some people are starting to come back right now and, you know, June and everything, but it's just, it's real, it's real hard to figure out, you know, precise date when people are going to feel comfortable with coming back. And some people don't want to run because they don't want only 50 people in the crowd, which is, you know, understandable. Yeah, it takes, I mean, honestly, I mean, we both know it's about the biggest crowd that you can for every show, the biggest promotion that you can to get as many butts to the seats as much as possible. So honestly, with just a 50% capacity type scenario for independent, it's really hard for us to do. And I mean, I can understand that. I know running in Georgia, wrestling is amazingly huge and it's really sad with around this time because wrestling is now in the top that I think it could ever have gotten especially in the independent level just like publicity wise and everything so I mean it it's sad and crazy I mean it oh my gosh I, I just could never believe that we'd actually hear that there's no shows allowed to be going on right now so uh so what are you doing time. on the downtime so what are you doing um, on your downtime right now? Doing a little bit of traveling here and there, um, you know, catching up on schoolwork. School's about to start back up for summer. Um, trying to figure out what to do about work and everything because I work at the university and with everything being closed down, I hadn't really been able to, you know, go and do my job like normal. So mm-hmm. just been spending time with friends, family, girlfriend, that kind of thing. Oh yeah, I, I, sorry, ladies. Proc is no longer single. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, have you been back in the ring at all, or? Uh, just here and there. Whenever I'm able to be in Valdosta and go train, but right now I'm over in Albany. Uh, okay. About an hour and a half from Valdosta, so I'm trying to, you know, get in the ring every now and then. I'll go go to the gym every now and then, not as often as I should, or would like but still able to get 300 on the bar and bench so i can <laughs> hey that's all that matters right i mean dude i'm just now basically back at 235 at the most but i'm not really like really trying to bench all the time so yeah i mean i was actually shocked to actually have that because i was like man i was away from bench pressing for so long i mainly just did dumbbells so 
I mean, you know, my gimmick, it was just basically try to look cute and pretty as much as I can with a, a nice little six pack on. So it was a little different for my training. <laughs> yeah, I'm in there with the heavyweights, start having to throw them around. I'm oh, yeah, man. What I'm running, you know, when it t- comes to folks, I got to throw around, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, I'm just trying to get out there and stay active, whether it's walking or, you know, whatever it is, but just do what I can to try and be, you know, break up the monotony of, you know, day-to-day quarantine life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand that. Luckily, I mean, I haven't really been able to take a lot of time off because, I mean, I work at a warehouse, so uh, everything's still being sold and everything. So, I mean, with everyone just raiding stores and stuff. So, of course, I'm going to have to be at my job. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like 14 sure. hours a day. It's been It's been pretty hectic, dude. Like, you'd be amazed we've been running out of toilet paper like it's no other like it it blowed my mind because we've never ran out of products before and then obviously say like because i work in a grocery uh warehouse department so basically if the manufacturers are not making this stuff we're not getting the product so i mean it's just been one little crazy stumble for a while but um so i need to know bro like just talk to me into like when it started and when it ended about you getting your shot to actually be on AEW TV. Man, it was just a shot in the dark. Um, got a call from my buddy Sam Skaggs. Goes by Hold My Beer Hanson. He said, um, we got a chance to be some extras for this AEW promo. I don't know what it is, but a guy that's booking over at um, Southern Honor, Dylan Frymeyer, hit up uh, Sam about it. So, we loaded up the car. It was me, Maverick, uh, Mike Sutton, um, Jay, Too Strong, and Hanson. We went up to um, close to close to Georgia, or not? Well, it was in North Georgia, but it was close to Atlanta, and ended up. Um, oddly enough, it was at Darby Allen's house that we had shot that. Oh, really? Backyard. Yeah, Darby had him a um, a ring in his basement. And if you stood oh, in that wow. ring, your head almost hit the wall. But he puts in work. I think him and his uh, fiance is, which I think is Priscilla Kelly. We got to meet them, but real nice folks. But um, we broke down that ring, moved it to his backyard, and we had still had no idea who the, um, you know, who the featured guy was for the vignette. Mm-hmm. But um, we got there, set the ring up, and everything. We start seeing big name guys. We see, you know, QT. Cody Vance and then all of a sudden we start seeing guys like um oh Cody Rhodes see Brandy and then all of a sudden here comes this monster I think he's got to be at least six six uh Lance Archer I've known him from you know his TNA days as Lance Hoyt and then when he went yeah. to WWE for a short time as Vance Archer but um, I, I thought I, I could have sworn I thought I saw him in WWE TV a while back. I, yeah, I, was I, think, they used him, I think they used him in the early days of uh, NXT before, or maybe it was after it was a competition. But he's yeah. um he's always been a favorite of mine, especially with his work in New Japan. But I saw him come up, and then there was Jake the Snake Roberts, and I mean I was I was starstruck to say the least. But 
I was about to ask you. I was like, how that feel go just running into Jake the Snake? I mean, I've known you've known a couple of big names, but I mean, that's pretty awesome. Like, and that's it even was... crazy that Sam got the uh, call in to do it because Sam hasn't been in it as long as as y'all have. But I mean, the kid is entertaining as can be. Like, I. Mm-hmm. I I can't get it over enough. I I remember when I was still going, Sam was messaging me talking about, hey, I've been trying to pitch an idea of me and you running a tag team. And I was I was all for it. Uh, I mean, it was pretty cool. But with everything going on and stuff, it was just like uh, I had my daughter just in the time. So it was just like I don't know how much more I can get in the ring right now. So uh, no, it was rough. Understandable, understandable. But – yeah, he just keeps his nose to the grindstone, tries to stay in folks' inbox about, you know, possible opportunities. And, you know, he, he does his hustle. And, you know, to be included on that was was real nice. I mean, he got a little spot in that um vignette. I, I saw that. I saw him. you clearly on the TV. I didn't know Maverick was in it because, I mean, I just never have seen Maverick like in like, obviously, little country clothes and stuff. And Preston message because I made a shout out to y'all on Facebook. Matt, uh, Preston put in also with Johnny Maverick, and I, and I kept watching it over again. I was like, "Where the heck is Maverick in it?" And then I was like, "Oh, that big guy right there." Okay, I mean that was pretty freaking neat. How many times did y'all have to shoot that? Uh, there was a couple different cuts on each uh, spot they had. Um, thankfully, when I had to do the catch for the close or not close slam, but the choke slam. Um, we only did that once that I can remember. So only had to catch and fall one time, but it was, it was nice being there. Oh yeah. I'm, that's pretty neat, man. Especially getting to see Jake, the snake Robertson, just getting this opportunity, knowing that everything shut down. And yeah. I was wondering why y'all kept pushing to watch AEW that night. And I was just like, I get AEW is slowly coming up. And I won't lie, man. I, you know me. I was always a WWE guy. Even when me oh, yeah. and you first met at shows, we were we were talking about the old Attitude Era and just because I mean your song remind me of the Attitude Era because you had Kid Rock's uh, song and I was like, oh yeah, that's Taker's old music, blah blah blah. And we just obviously that's how we clicked in for a little bit. But yeah, yeah. I, I was slowly getting into the AEW. Like I mean, I just knew it from the WWE guys, like obviously Cody Rhodes uh dean and all of them so i was like i was i'm still trying to still get more into it on than what i used to be and i was just like wondering why sam and y'all kept pushing to watch AEW, kept pushing it and then obviously i saw a little clip i saw sam in the ring clearly and then i saw jay obviously you can't miss jay jay is no. just jay it's great but jay is um, jay. It's exactly i mean i i missed that fool to death i oh my gosh it was uh, we've had some fun times, but um, no, yeah. I didn't. I could see you a little bit too, but I could never find Maverick. And then it was just like I had to watch it at least four times to actually realize Sutton even got in the ring too. And I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, I was like, "This oh, yeah. was a nice little gig out of this." So oh, yeah. I mean, so that's cool that uh, hold my beer actually got all y'all a chance out of that too. So obviously, that could help y'all in the bookings and the in the future too because now y'all got a little bit more exposure uh, it's just it's just nice to have been able to do that man and getting to see it rewind and play back on pay-per-views and stuff oh, yeah. like that it's it's cool it was it was something especially that, AEW's first year so i mean AEW wasn't even out more than a year and y'all already got a little venue in that and i've seen a couple of uh 
indie guys actually getting a spotlight. I mean, obviously the AEW dark version is obviously not the full watching on TV. It's kind of like uh, what what do they call it now? Saturday nights. I meant main event now. What WWE has, I think, and that's yeah, like an old night heat type thing. But I mean, exposure is exposure. I mean, honestly, that's, I that's like what, watching. I like watching dark more than I like watching AEW Dynamite for the most part, just because you don't know who you're gonna see. Like guys, I know that have been on there. You know, Cody Vance. I hadn't, yeah. you know, had a whole lot of interaction with him, but I've been on a couple of shows with him, and he's always been a nice guy. Um, Got to see uh, Alan Angels. I don't know him personally, but I know what he does for the scene. Guys like him, Sean Dean, Lee Johnson. Um, I saw Danny Jordan was on there once. Uh, Kenzie Page Henry. Um, yeah, I met Kenzie one time. I remember meeting Kenzie one time. Is Kenzie uh, fully signed on with AEW now, or did she just showed up for that one? I think she that was just a one-off, but – they, I'm sure they liked her uh, performance, so I'm sure they have her in the back of their mind to bring back for maybe something on Dark or maybe something, again, on Dynamite. But it's it's just surprising seeing the number of guys and girls who are getting an opportunity to go out and, you know, do their thing on that kind of stage. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, the, we, we all – the best thing I loved about wrestling was a brotherhood. Like, obviously, we're all doing the same thing to get to the top. Get to WWE, get to AEW. I mean, those were the main goals. TNA, just the main things, just to show, hey, we made it there. So, I mean, that's that's really awesome. I was, I even got starstruck for y'all. Like, I was like, whoa, my boys are in AEW now. Let's go. Like, I mean, knowing that everything was shut down, and dude, you were running pretty heavy for a while too. Like, I, I was, I was seeing some bookings were like nonstop getting on you. Um. You want to talk about that uh, show that you worked in uh, North Carolina? Was it WrestleMerica? I think that's what it's called. Uh, that was up in um, up in Barnesville, uh, Georgia. Okay, that was in Georgia. Okay, that's right. But um, yeah, I've been on that show probably four or five times. Um, it's always a good time, you know, to be able to go in the same place that AJ Styles has been. That was owned and operated by Luke Gallows. I mean, I look back on some of the film they got. You got guys like Jerry the King Lawler, Tama Tonga, uh, Tonga Loa, um, uh, Zach Ryder. Before, I don't know if it was Zach Ryder, Zach Ryder or Kurt Hawkins that was there before. I know Cedric Alexander was there before he made it. But it's it's a big time uh, promotion, and they got a lot of good quality guys. Um, it's it's real nice the way they do things up there. It's a real, real well organized ship the way they run it. Yeah, I, I and I like how they got really good exposure. I think they're on the High Spots Network, if I remember. And they do big numbers on YouTube. Tend to average about oh, yeah. three three thousand views per episode, and I think they also air in, in it's a station in Dothan, Alabama. I think they are on yeah. public, not public access, but at least. Um, Closed circuit. Okay. I mean, I, I watched the – that's the one – that was the one that you traveled to Alabama for, right? Like, I know you went to Alabama for one show, right? That was uh, – for Alabama was mainly for Southern Legacy. Okay. Wrestling. That's right. And they're really – they're not really – funk or not functioning, but running anymore. I don't know if they're – I think they had a split with the partners. They had – you know, different ideas for how they wanted to do things. So they split off and 
I think one was Victory Championship Wrestling and the other was KLT Promotions. Um, but they're not really running so much anymore, but that was a fun time going over there. I got to meet them. Um, I think it was the first time I met Tommy Rich and first time I met Doug Gilbert. And I don't know if his brother was there too. And I remember Jay had a spot with Bullet Bob Armstrong. I did watch that. I, I'm, obviously, Jay was posting that like no other. So I, that was pretty cool. I mean, that, that was neat. Yeah. Uh, man, just... I mean, that Tommy Rich still wrestle though, don't he? Yeah. I saw him he in, still take I saw him here in Albany a couple months ago when we ran a show there. And got to see him again. You know, he's yeah. he's he's a wild thing, man. He just like his gimmick, man. He's like wildfire. Oh yeah, and that's that's the one thing I I remember when I first got in Indies. These legends are really their character. Like, oh yeah, I, it, it blows my mind away. Like, I mean, honestly, we're young and everything, but when you hang around with them, you feel like you're the more mature and older one. On some scenarios, oh, yeah. <laughs> just depends on who you're around. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, Rock and Roll Express is pretty out there. <laughs> I can only imagine, man. I mean, they they've got some fun. I mean, but the best thing about when you meet all these guys was their stories, like how they would tell you the stories. And I mean, I mean, that's where that's where wrestling you never can get enough of. And that's one thing I would definitely say that I miss about wrestling was just the stories and just just in general how much fun and just you would never know everything, obviously, of the sport. And that's the biggest thing. And that's what I call it. Wrestling is by far not just I mean, it is an entertainment standpoint, but it is definitely a sport. I mean, there is nothing no more training comparing to what wrestling is. I guarantee people when they go and take their first bump, they probably would not take another. No. Like, it it takes a lot of work to get there. I mean, clearly I only did it for six years, and I think you're beating me now, aren't you? I think I'm in about three right now. Um, yeah. You're only in three, really? Yeah. When did we meet? I, I thought we met. I remember I, we met in your first year. I do know that for a fact. Probably was 2017. It was 2017. I think so, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it was a bat. It was Wrestle Bash, right? I think so. I think that's right with Mako. Yeah, that's right. When you worked Mako the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, man, you gotta tell me. So, where's the furthest that you have traveled for a show so far? Um, I think we did five hours before, and that was going to Alabama, and then there was another time we went. Uh, good ways for outside of Miami and Lithia for that CCW show. Um, oh yeah, that's right, the Tampa show. That was a good show. That was that's the one where you were hating, right? Yeah, that was that one. That was a good one. I enjoyed that one. It's always fun Man, getting there with him. I always make a joke with him on Facebook. Like literally, when it's around his birthday, I go, "You're probably the only guy I would ever sit there and lay around for it and do it." Let happen a people's elbow on top of me and he always gets a little funny joke out of that because we were training one time and and we were in there we were tussling out a little bit and then all of a sudden he looks at me and says take a bump flop down whatever and then i see him over me trying to do the people's elbow i said this guy for real <laughs> oh my god i mean hayden is a character man a sweet the sweetest dude ever man Good and people. i just 
I remember when I first met Hayden, like, you knew for a fact if you got Hayden's approval in the ring, then you you were doing your job. And I and I always used to go to Hayden about my matches, like, hey, man, what would you think of that? And Hayden would always, like, tell me, like, flat out. He would tell me if it was good, but he would also tell me, hey, this is some things you need to work on. Like, obviously, work a little bit more with the crowd. Don't don't go into it so fast. And, I mean, I it was it really helped me out for a while. And, um, obviously, when Hayden started going his own ways again, uh, left the CCW picture a little bit. I mean, obviously – He's, I still would send him my matches on YouTube and stuff, and he would look and he would just tell me all the stuff about him. And I mean, it was it was really cool. And um, and that was one thing I always loved about it was people just being honest with you. Because obviously, you got the bookers. Some of them would just sit there and go, "Oh, it was a good match." When you know you basically stuck the joint out sometimes. And uh, <laughs> I mean, that's usually how it was on some things. But I feel I I've heard a lot of them now have gotten really more real and just be like, "Hey." You need to pick this up. You need to work on your selling or something like that. So you got to tell me. So um, you had a tag team with my good old pal, Jay, do too strong. Oh, we still going are strong. Are y'all starting to come back and going? Uh, we, are y'all still up and running? Oh, yeah, we still going strong. He uh, had a little break when he had the uh, injury to his shoulder. But um, oh, yeah. we've been going strong, man. We've been doing well in uh, Platinum Championship Wrestling up in um, Covington, Georgia. I think, if I'm not mistaken, we might be undefeated. But um. Oh really? Yeah, we picked up. How many attack uh, team straps y'all got so far that y'all have had together? Right now it's two. We've had about three or four different title opportunities, but um, we've uh we've just been pushing, man. I mean, it's it's hard. He's doing his singles thing sometimes. I'm doing my singles things, but whenever we get the time and we get the chance to tag, you know, we're gonna take it. Oh yeah. I mean, it's great seeing y'all two in the ring. Like, y'all are so different personalities, but it goes so perfectly. And I love the idea that y'all started doing the 3D. I, I think that was a really good combo move for uh, both of y'all. Obviously, Jay loves doing the kick in the head thing. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I cringe sometimes just watching that person. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's about to just wail it. Because Jay's got some long freaking legs and. When you see Jay, you wouldn't think like, okay, he's he's a tough guy, but Jay can he can hit. I I've I remember some of the shows you could hear it in the back, and I'm just like, holy cow! I was like, I hope someone's wearing a mouthpiece sometimes. <laughs> he didn't hold anything back, and I love it about him. I mean, he just oh yeah, I I loved I loved working anything with y'all two guys. I remember when we worked a tag team. Obviously, it was the very last match. I think it was a uh, – oh, my gosh. What show was it? It was Tommy's show. I think it was a – it was Tommy's show. That's right, because every main event had to be a tag team match. And I love that little thing because it gave everyone their creative – just their own thing. And uh, I remember telling you all, I was like, all right, I'm not going to do so much in this match because I just got a beating from the first part of the match that I did the first one. So, you all are like, okay. So, I started it off, whatever. Boy, that changed real quick. (laughs) It was a good time. That was a fun time, actually. That was actually a very good match. Like, I was blown away how – because, obviously, a six-man match can be a real big clutch. No, it can be. And it could be either a really good one or it can just be like, all right, what did we just watch type thing. And it was really good. I mean, the flow with everyone was blown away. That was my first time actually working Romano. And um, oh, yeah. and I'm still really close to him. 
days. I mean, I, that man, I mean, whatever people say about it, this boy can wrestle. And he's really, I mean, his character, he, I mean, his character is just larger than life. That is Ramon. He knows it. Like, you see, he knows it. Like, the 80s, pop, I mean, the 90s pop star, he is the character completely. And what I love about your character, and I just love how you do your promos, and you're literally in a swamp. Man. I like that me away on that part like that shows the realism in characters i mean obviously we get the graphics on some promos and obviously you try to in a way you kind of like you try to show the crowd that that's y'all but obviously with the cgi graphics and everything like that it was just like okay that's cool but all right he's playing a character you in other hands you are making them realize oh man he might he lives in the okie swamp like this man is really in the water in his character gimmick and just doing a promo like it's normal. Jesus. So, I mean, that's that shows just the little realism of what, what wrestling is. I mean, obviously to you, to Jay, or anyone. I mean, so y'all y'all still run heavy at Spinebuster, right? Oh, yeah. I'd say about once a month. Uh, it's been slow with everything going on with the coronavirus, but it's about once a month, I'd say. They'd be uh, – we uh, tune it up down there in um, Valdosta at Matha City Auditorium. That's your main uh, company that you work for, right? It's just one of them. Um, I'd say them, PCW, Sunbelt, um, CCW, and then oh, yeah. WrestleMerica. Yeah, I saw the last one you worked with, John Hall and CCW. That was that was a good yeah, one. Yeah, man, Jamie. I mean, John Hall. Jamie Hall. I mean, yeah, Jamie Hall, my bad. Jamie Hall, I mean, he's he's a really good worker. I mean, he I got really to watch is. him. I got to watch him wrestle a tag with uh, Tony Storm, and that was pretty cool to watch. Um, I remember when we when I was talking about the Spinebuster gig. I remember when I asked Preston first time. I was like, "Are you sure you really want to run on a Wednesday night?" Like, I didn't expect. Like, I was like, "Are you sure you want to do that?" Like. Usually that's church night. That's usually like, okay, that's probably not a good way to really book a show. And he, he showed proof. He's like, dude, we sold it out. We, we done this. And like, I was blown away. I was like, wow, I've never seen promotion really run on a Wednesday night and basically sell out like y'all did. And obviously y'all got a little radio show gig and everything. So y'all promote that sucker. Like it, it blows me away. Like, and and the venue, bro, that y'all couldn't pick a better venue. That is that is a really cool thing, especially with the theater and everything. That looked really neat. Oh yeah. I mean, that's why I call it wrestling. Violet wrestling literally is a violent theatric. That ring is our stage, and obviously we are telling a story with our body. And obviously you get the same old cliche, wrestling's fake, wrestling's fake. And I was like, I dare people to go in there. I dare people to really and not only like Okay, if you say you have to act the character, whatever, but literally go in there and tell a story with your body without really saying anything. It they wouldn't know what to do. No, no, it's it's a whole nother beast completely than what most people think when they think of combat sports. But it's um it's very rewarding, very taxing on the body, but very rewarding at the end of the day. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Since I've been out of the ring. I mean, it's been almost two years now. Can you believe that? Mm. But um, my body feels so much better. 
in the league. I've been craving to think about taking bumps again, man. You don't know how many times I get asked, like, hey, man, you think about hanging and coming back out, whatever. And, I mean, obviously wrestling is always about adapting your character. And, obviously, the character I have is pretty simple to do. But my goal when I first started was not just get the USA chant, was starting to get American Prodigy chant. And um, and it was starting to come out. And, I mean, the biggest problem was, obviously, in wrestling, if you're hurt, you're not going to show yeah. it. Like, literally, that's your time, and you're, you're, running, you're running hard as can be. Like, I was, I was running good, a good speed, and I wasn't stopping for a while. And, and, obviously, injuries were starting to come up more and more every time, and it was just like, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know. And then when my daughter got born, and, and then uh, – I was just like, oh, man, I got to kind of slow it down a little bit. And I was just like, okay, yeah. I guess I'm going to just take a full-on break. And now I'm a little worried if I ever do go back and ring, how that first bump's going to feel. <laughs> it won't feel too good, but then once after that, it'll feel better, I'm sure. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know I miss it. But, I mean, like I said, my body is forgiving me compared to what I've done for that six years. But. I see it. You still working with CCW and everyone, and they're a group, good group of guys. Yeah. I mean, regardless of everything that happened, the biggest thing why people ask me nonstop, "Hey man, what's up with you and CCW and everything?" I was like, I couldn't go out any better way than I did. Yeah. Like I went against Jamie McKinnon. Like Jamie is a larger than life character. Like literally. First of all, you get tombstones seven times. I don't really believe a character should come back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one is enough, but seven, eh, that, that kind of draws you know the line. And, uh, so, and, and the funny thing is that going into that match was like, I've never took a pile driver. Never in my life took a pile driver. And that was one move I was completely against. And they were like, all right, we're going to do that. And I was like, what? They're like, all right, we'll go and you could check it out and just do it this way. And I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go. But obviously, I'm not going to tell Jamie, no. Jamie's been there. I mean, Jamie's been on WCW and just, I mean, you, my big veteran advice and everything from was obviously from Jamie. Jamie was, he was a character. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember when I, first thought, when I first signed with CCW, bro, I was terrified to even talk to Jamie. Like, I believed his character. Like, I believe Jamie was just, oh, my gosh. Like, obviously, you don't want to talk to this guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it, I mean, he was his character. And just the way he was and everything. It, obviously, he was the best person to work. And you never had to worry about it being bad or anything. Because, obviously, Jamie's going to do – he didn't care. Obviously, Jamie's going to get what he wants. And if, if you suck it up, that's on you. And he'll tell you that flat on the get go. All right, man, I'm gonna beat your ass. Oh um, no, yeah. You do your fine. Like I, I love the way how we did our matches. Like, all right, you do your shit, I'll do oh, mine. Yeah. Sweet. All right, we ain't even going over in it. Sweet. And obviously, there's obviously people always ask like, oh, do y'all go over your matches, whatever? And I keep telling everybody, I'm like, man, not really. I love the fact that you obviously don't go over your matches nonstop all the time. I love the fact sometimes you just got to call it in the ring. And um, obviously, I feel like, has that gotten a lot bigger now? Obviously, I haven't been in the game so long. But 
Has that gotten more to where people are not just going over spots? More and more I feel time? like it's more people talk about it in the back, but at the same time, I'm at the school of thought where if I feel something in the moment, I'm going to go ahead and go with it. So I'm going to go ahead and, you know, call what I need to call in the ring. But for the most part, just get the uh, big spots and comebacks and stuff like that in the back. That way it just flows a little bit more freely. And I like to go ahead and call a good bit of my stuff out. That way I can focus on when I'm in the ring, trying to get the crowd involved. Because for the most part, I know what I'm going to do, especially working as a face. Um, just got to be able to read off that heel. Yeah. But um, it helps me just to. I remember, I remember your heel run, bro. Like I, I was really blown away. I was like, I didn't think you could go a face. Like, I did not believe you could go face just because how snug you were. And, I mean, it was just like, I don't know how that would go with a face turn. But then when you did it, I mean, the crowd the crowd was popping for you when you were a heel. So, I was just like, I don't know how much more this heel run's going to go for him. So, I mean, I, I mean, I agree with you on the big spots. Obviously, you want to get the main things that you know for a fact the crowd's going to be like, oh, and get that cheer out for. So, I mean, obviously, for my spot, if I was ever going to do, like, the crossbody outside the ring gig, I for sure told them before the match. Obviously, you're not going to just wait and do that <laughs> during the match and be like, oh, yeah, catch me crossbody. Like, that is just not going to yeah, happen. I mean, you, you know, it just it, – I think a combination of the two is really when you get the best results. But I've done it both ways with two um, decent success. So, I can see me doing either way. But I like, I like knowing what I'm doing, honestly, and – kind of lay it out like a roadmap. That way, when I'm in the ring, I know kind of what's coming up next and what I need to do. Does people consider you like a veteran now? or No. Well, you, you've had over 100 matches, right? You've had more than 100 I've matches, honest, right? I've honestly lost agree? count. But, you know, to, to older vets, I'm always going to be the younger guy. I'm always going to be seen as a little bit green just for the mileage I got on me. You know, it's not anywhere near, you know, being, I'm, 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 I'm not even five years in, so I mean, to a lot of people, that's still, you know, a greenhorn. But I think at this, I think at this point, oh, yeah. that I've I been able to learn from a lot of guys. I've, you know, picked up some deep. Whereas, you know, going out and working matches, I stayed for someone who's been in as long as I have. I've done, you know, more matches than most people. But at the same time, you know, I've got some big wins over some big names. But I also keep in mind that, I mean, I'm not that far into it. I think I'm, I'm thinking I'm on the rise as far as you know, knowledge and everything like that goes. But I think I still say I'm far from being a veteran, um, just because of what that veteran tag yeah. means. I mean, I'll help out people if I can, but for the most part, I'm the one being helped out. Yeah, I mean, honestly, well, oh, well. People don't understand. The terminology of green is basically rookie. So, obviously, what we've, what wrestlers actually have said, like, for you to get out of that green card is if you've had 100 matches or more. But I've also seen people that have over 100 matches, and I would still call them really green. So, I mean, I considered you as a veteran because, dude, you really did not really have anything to really, like, okay, obviously, he knows what he's doing. Obviously, he knows how to work a crowd. He knows how to, like, properly read the audience. And that's the really hardest thing. And I remember when I first started wrestling, I was just kind of, like, begging the crowd to invest in me. 
instead of me investing mm-hmm. into the crowd. Because, I mean, obviously, when you first start, when you get that USA character, you're thinking, okay, it's going to be there off regardless. I mean, yeah, you're going to get a fan's reaction out of whatever. But obviously, when the NFL and everything started happening their way, Big Top Babyface started becoming a heel oh, out yeah. of nowhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a it was a oh, struggle yeah. for a little bit. So I mean, but I mean, I at the time I knew how to adjust on some things, and um, and the biggest thing you have to learn is how to read an audience. So obviously, if you see arm drags and the fans are not popping for it, um, you need to switch it up. Don't do an arm drag. Um, if I mean, obviously, the most move I remember that crowd would definitely pop oh, for is a drop kick. It didn't matter what way you always did a drop kick is always going to get somebody to go somewhere because it takes a lot to actually want to oh, do a drop kick sometimes. I mean, I, luckily, you've never yeah. been blindfolded. Have you ever done a no, mask in a mask? I've been been lucky enough not to have ran with a gimmick like that. <laughs> I remember. I remember every time you would talk to me, you're like, how do you do that? How do you wear this I still thing? don't. <laughs> I, I mean, it takes some skill. I mean, I mean, I thought about cutting the eyes sometimes, but then it was like, you would tell who it is. Like, and then obviously, we had Turner and them always saying, well, they would tell who it is with that big-ass oh, nose man. that you always had. And I mean, honestly, I mean, that used to be the rib of the day was my nose. Talk about, oh, man, just make sure he doesn't bump – face forward or he's going to pop a hole through the board or whatever. I mean, (laughs) I kind of miss those little ribs. I mean, it it was funny. But, um, I mean, at least you never had that that chance to actually wrestle under a mask because it's a big game changer on some things. Like, obviously, the selling standpoint, fans would actually be like, oh, my gosh, he's really getting hurt while I'm sitting there smiling, getting beaten down. <laughs> like, I didn't understand how to show my expression. And I remember a couple of times I picked up, and I remember we were doing some chopping spots, whatever, and I'm sitting there laughing because I remember there was one match when I did I think it was my last match with Jamie. Jamie made a comment about Trump. He said, why don't you be like Trump and quit and chop the living oh, daylights out of me? And I'm sitting there laughing. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it was funny. Like, I broke character. I broke character numerous times, but luckily wearing a mask, you can't tell. But, I mean, it's sometimes hard because I would literally try to make people break character in matches because I was just like, you know what? That's when you know people are comfortable, too. Because, obviously, you could go over a match so much, but when you go in that crowd, it uh, that's erased. I mean, honestly, it's a whole different scenario. When you go through that curtain, there's no feeling like it. It regardless if it's three people, a hundred people, two hundred people, five hundred people, or even more. It's always still gonna just be that that adrenaline rush. And um, I mean, it, it, that's the one thing. Honestly, any wrestler I think would always miss is just oh, going through that sure. curtain. Um, for sure. Uh, I, it's 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 like no feeling like no other, and I love the fact when you came out to the Kid Rock song. I you changed still it up have a little bit. I come out you to Devil's Door by Pet the Preacher, but whenever somebody doesn't have that on their music, I'll come out to Kid Rock ball with a ball. Just kind of play it by ear. Okay. Uh, yeah, there you go. Hey, at least you got two options. So uh, these all these are both for like your oh, yeah. good guy character, right? Or the 
Well, I'll keep going. So, what, what do you think? What do you uh, and Jay it's come a, up It's an instrumental version of NIB by Black Sabbath. Okay. I was about to say, because uh, Jay's song is almost as long as the understanding. He's got a long ass entrance. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. I remember when we draw the timeline for Jay's, I'm like, all right, we need 15 minutes well, just for him to get it, in the ring. <laughs> he, he loves to milk it, but that's how he gets over. It's just through that entrance. Oh, my God. I remember, I remember Jay's first match, and obviously he was doing the too strong thing. My wife was so heavily into NXT, and her favorite character out of all of them, believe it or not, bro. Oh my god, Mojo Riley. Out of all of them was Mojo. So when he would say "too strong," she's going, oh, "He ain't hype." I'm like, "Oh." And Jay even told me he's like, "Some woman's over here saying he she ain't hype." Like, that's two different characters. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, you and Jay have actually had some tussles in the matches too, Do right? I, I'm sorry, I'm so Y'all have y'all y'all had some matches against each other uh, too, right? here and there. More, more, you, more. You know, the result of circumstance and us wanting to go at each other. But yeah, you know, we remember we had a gauntlet for the number one contendership for what was a Spartan title, and. um I was the last one. I was the last that one to come in on that. I like, but I, and obviously the crowd was yeah, really they shocked didn't. on that too. And that's what really that's that's the one thing I'll say is really good about the crowd y'all haven't for in Valdosta in general. Like they really invest in your storylines, and I mean they love everyone. They hate Preston, but obviously love him at the same time. Uh, I love, I love his gimmick, man. I mean, Preston is such a, I remember when I first met Preston, I was just like, it was a Tuesday night show. So the craziest thing was, bro, we were about to wrestle in a show and this was my first time ever wrestling in a low boy. And we brought, obviously we brought bad guys Inc. to wrestle, uh, uh, canine, canine, uh, canine carnage. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe I forgot their names. Um, and they were going to wrestle in the low boy. And I was just sitting there. I'm like, I just hope my match is before theirs. Me and Preston worked <laughs> each other in a low and boy. Honestly, and that was rough enough. Just us two. I, I, oh, yeah, dude. There was like three or four boards that broke on that. And obviously, there was still a main event after their match because they were the semi-main. I was just like, obviously, me and Les got to wrestle the first match of the night. And we were like. Thank gosh, because honestly, we've wrestled a fair share of matches that we had to wrestle. Uh, I mean, to go against one, uh, there were some broken boards. And I mean, you oh, find yeah. out where they are really Real clearly. And, and it ain't it don't matter if you try to it don't matter if you're trying to avoid them or not. You're still going to hit that it. spot regardless, because obviously in the match, yeah, obviously in the match, you are not going to really go, OK, don't hit me where this board is broke. I mean, you're just going to keep going and be like, you know what? It'll hurt tomorrow, but we'll be living by the next day. So, regardless, it, it, we'll just, just have to just go with it. So, I mean, yeah. I, and one crazy thing, I, I won't even lie. I was a little shocked when uh, the Bad Guy Inc. Uh, gimmick got uh, when they split at first. That was, yeah, that was a really good shocker. I mean, I got shocked on it. 
I mean, they were running heavily for a while. So, I mean, that was yeah, pretty it was, cool. It was out there. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, the crowd really got into it, too. Because, obviously, Bad Guys, Inc., I love their promos in general. Like, their promos are just straightforward. Um, so, what what do you have plans going up? So when Just keep going out of the back? way we were and see where uh, me and Jay can get off to. If we can find ourselves at some new promotions, uh, find ourselves with some new tag straps, or if we happen to go singles, if we, uh, you know, get the opportunity, one of us is going – I mean, he still has the uh, Spartan Championship right now, so he's going to be – He's going to be busy with that, so I'll have to find something to preoccupy my time. But just going to keep going hard at it and just try and get, you know, goals marked down, championship belts taken, and miles traveled. All right, man. Tell tell the viewers right now. How many how many titles? Right now, just so sitting two. Me and Jay were – we've won the uh, Sun Belt Tag Straps, Bad Guy Inc., and then we um, – were won the inaugural uh, Pose Tag Team Tournament uh, to become the first ever Pose Tag Team Champions. But are they still running? Uh, they're running are here they and still there, running right now? But um, not like they were. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I've heard good things about Pose. I remember when Logan yeah. would tell me about Logan Stevens and um. I'm, Oh, yeah, man. The sweetest guy. I mean, honestly, when I say truly one of my brothers in the ring, Logan, I mean, Logan actually helped me when after, obviously, I left uh, CCW for a while because, honestly, it was time to try new things and it was just trying to get out there a little bit more, and Logan helped me a a fair share. Obviously, we've had some matches in in our times and stuff, Obviously, you oh, wrestled yeah, a few Logan times. a couple of times. In Abbeville, down in Callahan, and I'm trying to think where else, but we've worked a fair share of times against each other, and it's always been fun, always been a good match. You want to know the sad thing is, man? Every time I've had a chance to wrestle Logan, it's always been in an area that is a Logan who... Stevens town. So – as a USA character, and you're getting booed out of the building because their hometown heroes going against you. Obviously, I knew for a fact. Every time we were drawn to go against each other, I'm like, okay, Logan's going to be the baby face. And I even asked a couple of times. I was like, can we uh, try to switch my character out a little bit? Like, maybe I need to go be a bad guy in this match. And they're like, nah, man, they want American Project. They want this guy. I'm like, yeah, I don't know how this is going to go. But obviously, I had a little bit of kids' reaction on some things, but Logan was the the big top guy. I remember one spot we did, and obviously, me and him really never really went over the match. So we just went with a flow. I remember one spot where Logan sat me in the chair, and he just like, I love you, bro. And obviously, my mask, so I'm only seeing one visual spot. So I'm sitting there watching him run back, hitting his leg, and I'm sitting there going back like, What's about to happen here? So I don't know if I'm going to fall back. And I don't even know if there's even like over the barricade or anything, whatever. But I trust Logan. So I was like, okay, let, I'll just go with it, whatever. Logan runs full speed and then stops at me and oh, chops me in God. my chest. <laughs> I had to show you the spot. It was really funny. I like, I broke character on it. I, I was a little worried at first. I was like, Oh my gosh, what the heck is about to happen here? It was in Abbeville. So 
and I mean, obviously we're hitting like gym floor or whatever. So I was like, oh man, this is going to feel amazing. Woohoo. And then obviously he just runs to me and gives me a little smack on my chest. And I was like, oh man, okay. (laughs) Man, that still didn't feel good, I imagine. Oh, I I remember he was having a little trouble with his leg or a hip or something at that time. And I was sitting there, I was like, I don't know if you want to do that spot, but okay, you're calling yeah, it. We'll go me. with it. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, what? So obviously, you're still going to be running a lot more. So obviously, there's a probably a guarantee date so. around Might August, right? Something over in August and Enigma late August, I think. And just got to wait and see what the other promotions are going to do. Some of the other promotions right now are starting to run shows, so it's kind of a feeling out process to see when people are wanting to do things. Right. Uh, have you checked out that one promotion in uh, Florida? Uh, I think it's Go Wrestle. I hadn't checked. Them I know out, they're wrestling right now. You. I hadn't. I've seen. I know some folks that work over there and they enjoy it, but I just got to figure out what I want to do because that's a good. That's a good drive for me coming from about Austin, Albany. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I remember, um, I mean, my fair share of driving to Georgia on shows, bro. Like, it was crazy. Like, I remember my last show, I went and wrestled Logan. It was for the junior heavyweight, the Southern Junior Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. It was like a big old gauntlet match, and me and him opened the matchup. I mean, it, it was a it's something that I needed to do because obviously I beat Logan in the past. I beat him in Abbeville and I got booed out of the building. <laughs> and it was when I was the alternative championship too. It, it was actually it was a big moment for me because that was a real good. It was the first time I had a baby on baby uh, championship match, and uh, and I was obviously I was supposed to go against Jamie that night, and apparently I wasn't worthy enough, and uh, something happened there, but. Um, I got to go against Logan, and it was like, okay, this is my title online. They're like, yeah, of course. I was like, okay, let's do it. I'm ready. Like, I've been begging for a, a good guy versus good guy match. I mean, those are some of the matches mm-hmm. you want because they're challenging. And, obviously, they're really, they're going to be really simple. Like, obviously, moves after move is going to basically be the same movement. And um, those are really the ways you could really call yourself a really good worker if you know how to work a real good baby on baby match. And um, obviously, man, I was the old school way. I love, I prefer old school wrestling over anything. I feel like it helps on the longevity standpoint, obviously cross bodies start hurting you in the longer run. (laughs) So are you on the top rope often still, or are you kind of like narrowing it down just going powerhouse? I hadn't hit a frog splash. I don't know how long I hit a couple cross bodies every now and then, but I'm, trying to take care of my knees uh, more than anything in that splash hole. It's just had been tearing them up. So I'm just trying to reinvent it a little bit. I've been using um, lariats and um, the rainmaker. Those look, bro. those look really intense. I'm not even going to lie to you. I even cringed when I watched the guy take it. I was like, Oh man. I was like, dang, I like the move for you, though. I mean, it's it fits your character well. I love the one rule, I, the one move, I know it's a simple move oh, that yeah. you do, is the gator roll. Obviously, you do, not, you do not see that often in wrestling anymore. And obviously, it's perfect for you. And I, I love watching you do the gator roll because, dude, you, you literally, your wrestling moves are really what your character is. 
Like, you really wrestle like like you're about to wrestle an alligator, and I love it. Like, I mean, honestly, you are your character. And, I mean, it's harder sometimes nowadays to actually believe in characters. There's no doubt on you. And, um, I mean, any of you guys that wrestle in Spinebuster. I, I say one thing about the best thing about Spinebuster is y'all do it a very well way to where, yes, y'all can wrestle in Spinebuster, but y'all also get to have that knowledge to go everywhere else. And, um, obviously there's some wrestling schools at time and they're just like, Hey, just wrestle here and we'll get you through whatever you want. And, and I, and one thing I did learn and one thing that Logan told me also was the way to learn how to wrestle is you got to wrestle different styles. And, um, and it, it took me a while at first. I remember when I wrestled my first match with somebody I've never was in the ring with. And um, oh, yeah. it was definitely different. You just got to get out there and <laughs> get used to, you know, feeling I'm, uncomfortable. And it helps when you're going up against guys that you meet for the first time, you know, 20 minutes ago in the locker room. But. So what's the most famous person that you know for a fact that you've wrestled with so far that you've learned, had so much uh, I've wrestled with. Bull Buchanan and got to learn a good bit from that. Um, uh, worked Michael Stevens. Learned a good bit from that. Um, and then just being in the locker room with guys like uh, Gangrel, um, Sin Bodhi, Kazarni, um, guys like um, Simon Gotch. You were at his. Oh, yeah, you did wrestle a show with Simon Gotch. This is yeah. when he first left WWE, right? Right, or shortly thereafter. I, I like it. That was at yeah, Atomic, Atomic Coat, Revolution, right? Atomic Revolution, Florida. I remember I had a yeah I had a I had a chance to go out there and wrestle there for a little bit too. Um, I I got to go wrestle at Blueprint one. Uh, I've looked at them, um, you know, sh- shooting them my stuff. But then again, they got you know hundreds of guys doing the same thing as me, so it's kind of hard to stand out. Oh, yeah. Just got to do what you can. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, I think you've wrestled uh, at IWE. No, I haven't right? made it up to IWE yet. Um, that's the promotion I've been looking at too. That has a lot of great talent. Um, buddy, I'm not... oh yeah, man, they had Austin Theory out there, and it, it just blows my mind, like how big he is now. Like Austin Theory is on the main roster, and he was only in NXT. I he obviously might have been in NXT a lot longer than what they had him on TV showing, but for him to get his first WrestleMania. The first time he's there, I was blown away on that. And just obviously how much that's he's a, more improving every year. I mean, obviously, that's one of the main names that you would see coming out of the Atomic. I mean, out of the IWE right off the get-go. Um, Shannon yeah. Moore, I got to meet him one time. And he was a he really was, cool dude. Really nice guy. Over a couple of Sunbelt wow. shows, um, Austin Theory got to meet him at WrestleMania when he made his surprise return. Um both real cool guys. Uh, learned a good bit from um, Elijah Burke was from. Um, really, oh yeah, real nice. Didn't guy. like that I used really the nice guy. But I mean, obviously, some guy. <laughs> I love your spine buster. Like yours is really believable, and obviously, you want somebody to jump up to take it, but dude. I mean, you really don't have to jump up with yours because you're going to pick him up regardless. He was going to use that move in his match, Um, but I used it for a cutoff, and 
he didn't he didn't like it too much, so he had to change <laughs> it to the snap power slam. But it is what it is, you know. Can't I didn't know he I wouldn't I wouldn't think he was there when we were going over the match, and so I would have asked him if I would have known. Yeah, I mean, one thing I love about you, man, you've always been really respectful, and dude, you always. You always open your ears for more knowledge. And obviously, when you get in this, when you get into wrestling, I, the one thing I had to learn, you had to learn how to be cocky, but you also had to oh, literally yeah. learn how to open your ears also. But take what, take what you need to learn and just, obviously, you want to you listen to what people are saying, but you need to pick yeah. out what's going to fit you. And obviously, everyone's different. And obviously, in this sport, it's harder to a, to an extent to actually stand out more than somebody else. One thing I'll say about your character is, obviously, yes, there is swamp gimmicks, whatever, but you go a complete 180 with it. Like, obviously, your tights are literally outline of a alligator. I remember when you first started, you were wrestling in a jean short yeah, and yeah. A, a proc t-shirt, a right? Country KO look. So, I mean... Oh, oh, yeah, bro. I, it was believable. And obviously the fans would relate to it so much because obviously if you wrestle in Callahan and all them, they could be invested into you because they could relate to that. Like, honestly, that's some of their dress codes in most of those areas. And obviously in Georgia areas and stuff. And the biggest thing about with Georgia areas, uh, what I loved about wrestling in Georgia was oh, old yeah. school wrestling oh, yeah. is all they want. That's all they want. They don't want all the sunset flips. They don't want all the leapfrogs and everything else. If you do one leapfrog, they'll they'll lose their minds like you just did like a somersault off the roof. And I mean, it, it's crazy at, at just being able to see what versions that every audience likes. Uh, and I will say this: Florida is still oh, probably yeah. the hardest audience to entertain to an extent because obviously they've seen everything. And obviously, that's one way I may have got burned out too because there's only so many times oh, yeah. I can jump out of the oh, ring yeah. and get a pop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, uh, it, it's crazy. I mean, it's just, I, and bro, I, I appreciate you doing this today. I know it, we've been trying to get this together for a while. Um, I just figured out how to send this connection to actually not have to go places to meet the person to actually have them with me to do the podcast. So, I mean, it's pretty cool that I'm in Florida and you're in Georgia right now. We're Wonders doing it technology. like we're right next to each other. So uh, I, it's, it blows my mind, bro. Like it, it's crazy. So, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen you and, uh, I, and I obviously I'm glad to see you're doing well. Uh, obviously I'm glad to see now you're, got a little companion too and obviously now you got some more attention now so um are you still selling I am to my facebook and instagram but i hadn't really you know been pushing it that hard with everyone being you know on down a little bit down in the luck with corona going on and you know all these protests and everything happening i'm kind of waiting for the right time to do it but i still still got them with me and still trying to sell yeah You're right. I mean, you're I, right that's right how we there. make our money, you know. 
I mean, that's probably one good thing about this podcast now. I could do it to an extent. They're like, okay, I can promote it. Because obviously I've learned, okay, obviously not everyone's going to be invested in what we do, but at least you're trying. Like, honestly, I've done stuff to where I failed before. But obviously if I fail, at least, hey, I got something to back up on and obviously I can keep going. Um, but, bro, I'm very thankful that you've done this with me today. Uh, obviously – it, oh yeah, it's been a while, and it needed to happen. Like it, I'm it's saying, crazy. it's been a while. I haven't seen you in two years. Like, it. I mean, I miss y'all guys. Tell Jay, hey, I told him. I and I, he just messaged me going, I didn't know you had a podcast. He, I'm sure he loved so, to. Oh, he loved to, man. <laughs> I got to get him on. Oh, uh, it, it'll be I, all I over the place, but it'll be, be good. Cluster. Good listen. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it's just good to talk to all y'all. And uh, tell Sam, uh, a.k.a. Hold My Beer, uh, keep doing his videos. That Rocky thing that he was doing where he was climbing the ladder to drink a beer, glory, like gold completely. Um, here are and you there. doing these little skits here and with there, him too? Or are you just you know, doing your own thing? About an hour and a half, two hours away. It's a little bit hard, especially with the quarantine, but trying to do a little bit what I can. Yeah. Especially with your character. Especially with your character, you're more the tough guy. So, obviously, you want to keep the tough man look, whatever. But with Jay and them, they can be tough, funny, everything, and it just goes together. Uh, I love Sam's gimmick. He reminds me of, like, a Stone Cold versus – a Stone Cold yeah, slash – Yeah, I can see that. Dick Murdoch type look to me. Uh, Mixed with yeah. a KO look, obviously, the way he's dressed. I, I love it. And, obviously, the one thing I love about Sam, too, because it took me six months to have – to keep training and everything before I even had my first match. Sam basically went almost a year to lose weight and everything oh, yeah. to get yeah. – to be able it to took wrestle, him a little right? bit. There was a little learning curve there, but there is with everyone to some extent. Exactly, man. It, I mean, everyone. It take. It, it's going to be their own time to want understand where they stand on it. And obviously, sometimes that gimmick can only work for a certain extent. Obviously, we've seen that in WWE, where we've seen guys that we say are great workers, yeah. whatever. That WWE doesn't see that as well. So, man, um, I just want to tell you, I appreciate you, you having me, man. We got to get bro? together sometime. It's been way too long. We got to. Um, when this quarantine's over with, man, I know I'm not the best favorite person. Man, that'd be great, man. But I will try to catch you at a show, bro. All right, man. I'm going to have to get a hookup on one of those uh, T-shirts one day. I might have to wear it. Now Now I've got the freedom to actually wear other, other guys' character and not really – like the best thing about my character was I was wearing a mask, so it wasn't like, okay – People are knowing that it's me type scenario. So, obviously, I could be still a fan to an extent. And um, But, hey, now I, the biggest thing I did this podcast for is to get y'all get y'all to still be able to have y'all stuff out there to let people know, hey, they're still, they're still going. And they're still putting the time in, still putting the work in, and they cannot wait to get to perform in front of y'all again. And, obviously, there's people that do this just for the money. Y'all do it for the love of wrestling. And that was one thing I loved about working with y'all. Uh, 
And y'all make me miss wrestling. I mean, doing this podcast <laughs> makes me want to just go take a bump. <laughs> but it's easy more said than done now. Like, dude, I'm I'm in great shape. Obviously, I look like I can keep going in the ring, but I don't know how many bump cards I got nowadays. Like, so, bro, I thank you for doing this. Um, you want to plug in sure, your social I'm media accounts at, uh, for people to Proc follow you? Proc John. Instagram at proc.v.croc. And those are my main two social media platforms that I All right, there we go. Proc, I thank you I for joining it, man. me. Nice talking to you. Bro, I'll see you down the road. All right, you too, bud. All right, we're closing it out. It is time to ride off in the sunset. First and foremost, I want to thank Proc the Croc Johnson for joining me on Buzzing with Marlo today, talking about his experience. His experience. Let me repeat that again. His experience being in the ring with Lance Archer and being on AEW TV. If anyone doesn't know what AEW is, it is an up-and-coming promotion that is being the next top brand that is right under the WWE. You have former WWE guys there that are literally trying to make this the new WCW and maybe even better than that. So, I mean, it was crazy to find out what all transpired in that day. I don't mark out really well for really much for a very good amount of wrestlers just because we have been around so many. It's just like you're like your employees, like literally you're the guys you go to work with. But I would have definitely marked out with see Jake the Snake Roberts. So that's really cool. That was really cool to find out about that. It was awesome finding out about Prox's past matches that he has been able to really cherish and really learn. All the main thing about wrestling is learning your craft. Obviously, you're gonna get knowledge from working other guys that have been in this business for a long time, and you even learn some that you just find out or just coming in there. So there's always knowledge to be known in wrestling. Thank Pro the Croc Johnson for joining me. I want everyone to go check out Spinebuster Champions Spinebuster Wrestling. Um Check out Proc the Croc Johnson. Like I said, he's got social media accounts. Check out Jay Too Strong. Jake, check out Hold My Beer Hanson. All these guys are still putting in work. All these guys are still killing it. Regardless of quarantine or not, they are still preparing themselves to be able to perform in front of each and every one of y'all again. And that's for any of my brothers that have been in the ring. That's from any of my sisters that have been in the ring. They are all anxiously waiting to entertain y'all again. This was my first one to actually chat with some good, a fellow wrestler of mine. And I promise you, I'm going to get more and more each time, each coming out further for all these episodes. But this is Buzzing with Marlo. I hope y'all be clean, be safe, watch each other's back, make a change in the world, and protect what you have. And guess what? I will talk to y'all again when we back down the road. Thank y'all.